Hey, it's Justin, and I have a big announcement and personal invitation for you. This May, we're inviting a small group of people to Austin to learn how to grow their wealth tax-free and get access to some of my personal friends and experts in the industry. We did something similar last year, and the feedback was incredible, so we set aside a few tickets for non-Mastermind members to join us for this event. You'll spend some time learning from Garrett Gunderson, the brilliant and hilarious mind behind Money Unmasked, and the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Killing Sacred Cows, and one of my favorite books, What Would the Rockefellers Do? He's going to share his insights on how to grow your assets tax-free with life insurance. And you'll also get some time with Rob Dial, the mastermind behind the Mindset Mentor Podcast, who will share with you how to find fulfillment in success. Then you'll get to participate in a special investment presentation, in-depth discussions, and breakout sessions on two crucial yet often overlooked topics, personalized tax strategies and wealth building. Plus, when you register, you'll have the opportunity to attend a one-day course the day before on vetting deals. If you want to learn our process so that you can make great decisions, there's no better teacher than Hans Box. This is our most requested topic, and it'll be an exceptional course. Seats for the course and the one-day event are limited, so if you're interested, please grab your ticket today. I always say you're just one connection, one decision, and one strategy away from true freedom, and I look forward to helping you on your journey. Head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live or click the link around this video and secure your ticket now before we sell out. Hope to see you in Austin this May. Once again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live. I can't wait to see you there. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Today, I'm really excited to be talking with Ben Greenfield. In case you're unfamiliar, Ben is a human performance consultant, speaker, and 17-time New York Times best-selling author. He's also a former collegiate tennis, water polo, and volleyball player, bodybuilder, 13-time Ironman triathlete, and professional obstacle course racer. He has been voted by the NSCA as America's top personal trainer and by greatest as one of the top 100 most influential people in health and fitness. Ben's understanding of functional exercise, nutrition, and the delicate balance between performance and health has helped thousands of people around the world. 
In this episode, we're talking all about biohacking, longevity, and living an adventurous and fulfilling life. In this episode, you'll learn the number one tools, gadgets, and strategies Ben uses to optimize his health and his tips for eliminating the sneaky stressors in your bedroom and workplace that ruin your sleep, focus, and energy. Two, how to sniff out signs of life-threatening illness before they strike and where most biohacking facilities fall short. And three, alternative health hacks that will allow you to defy aging and live a healthy, limitless life. That and a whole lot more. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Ben has something special for Lifestyle Investor podcast listeners. He's sharing a free chapter from his book, Boundless Parenting, Tools, Tactics, and Habits of Great Parents. To get access to this gift, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash 147. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Ben Greenfield. What's up, Ben? Great to have you on the show. What's up with you, Justin? It's good to be on your show, I think. I don't know. I've never been on your show before. I don't know what I'm getting into here. I might get fed to the alligators. This is the first time. I promise I won't feed you to the alligators, but we want to know all this great content that you have in your head and, and the things you've been doing. And for those of you that are not watching this, you're just listening. Ben is literally walking the talk because he's on his treadmill right now, walking as he does his podcast, which I think he often does. I love that, Ben, that you're living proof of, and I can see how fit you are. So what you're well, doing is also not wearing pants, but you don't know that. So that's a life hack right there. I've actually walked on a treadmill for like the past seven years and I'll literally take close to 20,000 steps a day by the end of the workday. And so wow. I kind of like to live life through this lens of a workout being an option, not a necessity. So I've got like a kettlebell on the floor of my office and pull up bar installed on the door out there. And I'll just constantly move and shake all day. But this treadmill I'm working on right now or walking on it's kind of interesting it's, it's kind of like a new addition to my office because i've always been a fan of these uh manual treadmills if you have like a stand-up desk because you know th this might be a little bit of a rabbit hole but the electrical treadmills are a huge source of something that i think a lot of people who work around computers are increasingly concerned about or at least interested in these days, which is dirty electricity, right? We live in this constant soup of Wi-Fi routers and earbuds and appliances and smart appliances and smart homes and electric cars. And we're kind of getting bombarded with what's called non-native electricity all day long. These are like square waveforms that don't really simulate the type of more sinusoidal chaotic waveforms we'd find in nature. There's all sorts of issues that causes like a calcium influx into the cells and it kind of depolarizes the cell membrane and results in things like brain fog or poor sleep or some of these things people complain about but can't quite put their finger on. I think some people like blow it way out of proportion and literally live life in a Faraday cage, which I don't think is necessary. But I do think like, for example, with a treadmill, if I have the option of a manual versus an electrical treadmill in my office, I'll choose the manual version because it's just powered by me. And the cool part about that is if you're on a manual treadmill, it forces your butt to contract with each step. And that's one of the failures of an electrical treadmill is your butt doesn't have to work. And so you don't strengthen or tone or use arguably one of the most important muscles in the body when it comes to reducing low back pain or say, you know, being a little better on the pickleball court later on. And then the other thing is that 
I interviewed on my podcast, I think like 10 years ago, this dude who was a, uh, a Swiss inventor and he lived in Korea for a while and he used to walk out in the Korean rice paddy fields. And whenever he got back from his walk, he found that his feet just felt like open and supple and almost like massaged. So when I interviewed him, he had a line of shoes and then mats that you stand on when you're working at your desk. And he sent me a pair of the shoes and he sent me a mat and it was kind of like standing on air or walking on air. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And so I've kind of dabbled with his products. I think his company's called uh, Kaibun, K-Y-B-U-N. And a few months ago, they emailed me and they're like, we just made a treadmill with the same like rice paddy, like soft walk on air padding on the treadmill. And so I got back from work trip a few weeks ago and uh, my house assistant had installed this walking treadmill in my office. And dude, it literally feels like I'm walking on kind of like a foam mat right now. It's, it's kind of weird, but I'm, I'm not wearing shoes. I'm walking on this soft surface and it's really cool because like my feet, I wish you could feel it right now. My feet feel like they're getting a massage with each step. And it's also hyper quiet. So I can be on meetings and, you know, talking to you without a bunch of squeaking and motors whirring in the background. So, so yeah, I, th I think everybody should have a walking treadmill in their office if they like to move and kind of want to stay metabolically healthy and not feel like they've been sitting in a box all day after work. Oh, I love it. And, and by the way, just the amount of wealth in terms of like content here that you were able to drop just on a walking treadmill, not just on having a walking treadmill, but the specifics of what one to get would be great. You know, I have a, a trainer and he says most people don't activate their glutes or, or aren't only partially activated, which basically exacerbates all kinds of problems in the body. So I just did this new class at Studio 3 with my friend Cody Sanchez because we're friends with the trainer. She's friends with the trainer, and, and uh, the trainer does a lot of stuff at the gym I go to. And so they had these, like, you can put it in manual mode where you have to run the treadmill. And like, for us, we were doing some incline work. And it was, I mean, it really worked the glutes. It was great. Yeah, there's this one really popular guy in the whole athletic training injury prevention field right now named Ben Patrick. He's known as knees over toes guy. And one of the things he recommends in his protocols, which I think lately have been made the most popular by this longevity enthusiast uh, named Brian Johnson, who's all over the internet right now. The guy's going to live till he's 200 years old or whatever. But one of the parts of the program is sled pulls where you're like leaning forward and dragging a sled behind you. And that's a huge activation of the glutes, which is one of the reasons why it's so important for knee prevention and low back pain prevention. But a manual treadmill kind of sort of gives you a mini version of that all day long when you're on it. And I mean, for people who get low back pain, I'm shocked at the number of well, particularly surgeons, because when you, you know, when you hold a, a knife, all the world looks like a surgery, I guess. But they'll recommend low back surgery. And if someone does a glute strengthening program combined with a hip flexor stretching program, perfect example of a hip flexor stretching program would be like, you know, a few times a week, some kind of a yoga session and then stopping and doing what I think is one of the best stretches on the face of the planet for people who do sit, which is called the couch stretch. You can look it up on, on YouTube. I think uh, Kelly Starrett is a physical therapist who made that one pretty popular. But basically, if you're stretching your hip flexors and then in the gym, you're strengthening your glutes, right? So things like reverse lunges, kickouts, and different glute strengthening strategies, that one-two combo alone is something that can get rid of 
like 90% of low back pain without surgery. It's shockingly effective, but it's kind of like pushing yourself away from the table when you're 80% full versus getting a gastric bypass surgery, right? A lot of people want to pop the pill or get the surgery, but man, like I used to get low back pain up until I kind of really tapped into this probably about 10 years ago. And I can't think of a single day in the past decade that I've had low back pain. And, you know, I lift weights off the ground. I, you know, I still sit in cars, sit on airplanes for long times, travel overseas. And low back is not an issue for me because I stretch my hip flexors daily. I walk on a manual treadmill. I strengthen my glutes daily. And then the other thing you should know about, because I, I love to geek up uh, on this stuff. Another training modality that's really popular right now amongst biohackers, but that I think more people should know about is electrical muscle stimulation training. And this is where you either pull on a suit that more or less like shocks the body, shocks the muscle. So it bypasses your brain's, your, your body's central governor, your brain, and instead produces an electrical contraction that will strengthen your biceps or your triceps or your low back or whatever. And you can use this in areas that you've kind of forgotten how to use. Like you can literally use it on the glutes, strengthen glutes using electrical muscle stimulation training during your training session or even just while you're sitting around your house. And it is, I guess, pardon the pun, shockingly effective at strengthening a lot of these muscles that you've forgotten how to use, including your glutes. So there are, uh, there's, there's one company called Catalyst, spelled the K. They have a full like pull-on electrical muscle stimulation suit. That's amazing. You asked about brands, this treadmill, and I'm not like invested in any of these companies, by the way, this treadmill is a, I think it's called Walk Illusion, uh, just like it sounds like Walk Illusion. And then the other thing I'd throw in there is that if you do have a need to have a chair in your office, there is one other new company that just developed what I think is like the Cadillac of chairs for literally improving your posture while you sit in it. It's got four different knobs that are all adjusted really easily for low back support, for upper back stretching, for the right type of hip alignment, for keeping the glutes from turning off, for keeping the hip flexors from being excessively shortened. And uh, that chair is called the Anthros. I think they just launched a couple of months ago. But I mean, if you have something like a stand-up desk that can go up and down, something like a walking manual treadmill, uh, something like an Anthros chair and maybe a mat you can stand on if you're going to be standing and not walking and then you're stretching your hip flexors and strengthening your glutes, your low back is going to be like bulletproof for your entire entrepreneurial career. So it's pretty amazing. Well, this is powerful. I'm going to look into this because I've had, uh, you know, ever, ever since a, a surfing accident back in, in 04, I have had some lower back issues. So I am going to take this seriously and see what I can do with some glute strengthening and even some, I, I, I'm actually going to this physical therapy place that does some of the electric shock that you're talking about. And we've started doing this and it's amazing how well this is working. In fact, Joe Rogan just mentioned this place wired, afraid to say it because I don't want too many people to go quite <laughs> yet, but uh, it's an awesome place here in, in Austin that, I mean, it's it's some game-changing technology, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of physical therapy clinics now have these new chairs and then that you sit in that do an electrical pulse to kind of like strengthen the pelvic floor. And they have another one that's full body. I forget what it's called. It's super popular right now. It's called like EMP pulse or, or something like that. Anyways, though, my only beef with those, you got to like get in the car and drive to a clinic to use them. So I think it's just as easy. Like if you have something like a catalyst suit, or there's even like a really, really small portable version you can use even on airplanes. Uh, it's, it's called, I think that one's called the MDOT device, but it's like a portable electrical muscle stimulator. And, uh, you know, I, I live by the spirit of the more I can do at home and the less that I'm required to drive to a physical therapist or a chiropractor's office to do, the better. So I try and do as much as I can at home. But 
some of those units are are super handy for just turning back on all these muscles that you haven't used in a long time. Well, I feel like I, I now had to put my standing desk up because I, I heard feel that. like talking to you. I'm like, I, I got to up the game. I actually have a walking treadmill. I don't think it's going to my, my setup's not right for this, but at least I can stand up and, you know, not be seated the whole time. I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm doing the opposite of what we're talking about here. So, yeah, well, it's kind of like my mom used to tell me any any meal that you eat standing up is calorie free. I don't know if that's true, but it, it sounds reasonable to me. I like it. I like it. So you and I originally met through, we've got a ton of mutual friends, but we met through Garrett Gunderson, who has just become a really dear friend of mine. We've partnered up on a whole bunch of different stuff. And I just flew out to see him in, in Salt Lake City. And we spent some time in, in Park City. And I think the world of him and and you two, well, he was doing a stand-up comedy set. And I think you were trying to get out of your comfort zone and do your first ever comedy set. So I got to be, you know, a, a fly on the wall, live, you know, live participant. And I thought you crushed it. I was blown oh. <laughs> away at how well you did your first time out ever. So kudos to you and, and way to have the courage to, you know, get up in front of people having never done that before. Thanks, man. Yeah. Kudos to Garrett, too, for grabbing the tiger by the tail and literally launching his own stand up comedy tour, which, which is amazing. He took it to the next level. But yeah, he asked me to open for him. So I opened for him. and It was a ton of fun. And a lot of people have asked me since, and, oh, do you want to start doing stand-up? The answer is no, because, you know, I speak already. I, I speak on a lot of stages to, like, health and wellness groups. Sometimes I'll speak to private groups. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, going to be speaking to, like, a, a financial banking group in a couple of weeks. I, I was in New Orleans a couple of months ago speaking to, like, a, a hair salon and beauty group of all things. But I'm on stage enough to where I decided, you know what, I just want to weave comedy and humor into – what I'm already on stage doing, because I can only do so much. So I don't have any plans to pursue much stand-up as much as kind of use some of the things I learned from that experience to just do a better job on my health and wellness and longevity type of stages that I'm on. But man, it's it's a great way to um, to learn how to hone that craft of self-deprecation, of word selection and word recall, of the use of proper tonal languages, and audience participation. And I think it actually did make me a better speaker just doing it. So I think anybody who speaks, even if you're not going to do a full on stand up career, like getting out there and doing it a few times, I think is amazing for honing your chops as a speaker in general. Yeah, just incredible watching, you know, you pivot and Garrett pivot and really just, you know, pursuing a a passion and b something that causes you to grow and get better. You know, I just think it's incredible. And I, I hope more people take the opportunity to do that. Do you love the podcast and the book and wonder what the next step should be on your lifestyle investor journey? For a limited time, my team is doing free personalized consultation calls to learn more about your goals and determine which of our courses or masterminds will help you get to the next level. Whether that's to make your first investment or to create your first income stream of passive income, or whether that's to achieve ultimate financial freedom. If you'd like to reserve a spot, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation to book a free strategy session while they're still available. Again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation. Earlier off air, we were talking about 
some of the clinics, some of the like wellness and biohacking and regenerative type medicine clinics that you have been consulting and advising. And I'd love to talk about this because I'm such a huge fan of this space. Um, you know, we've got a mutual friend in Michael Swale who has Live and Well here in Austin. And I think that facility is incredible. I'm looking at an investment in them and and a few others. You know, I'm, I'm impressed with Reagan Archibald's facility, East West Health. I've had him on the podcast. Podcast. And so uh, I'm really curious to learn some of what you're doing, because I think you had just like four or five consulting gigs where you basically looked at their products, helped build some menus, looked at the supplements, looked at, you know, the type of, of therapies that they were providing. So can you weigh in on some of that, Ben? Yeah, I've, I've found that the lion's share of my boots on the ground consulting and advising these days when it comes to the brick and mortar sectors has been with professional teams and squads who want to get advice on the setup of their strength conditioning, their training and their recovery facilities with facilities like this that are uh, biohacking facilities uh, that kind of want to expand their range of services or equipment. And then finally, uh, corporate wellness facilities where people want me to come in and analyze like their workplace ergonomics, things like the treadmills and the desks that we're talking about, the air, the light, the water, the electricity, etc. And it is kind of cool when you look at this from what would be called a building biology standpoint, because, and this is pretty relevant to me because I'm building a new home in Idaho right now, there's so much that you can do to optimize your personal environment, right? Instead of having Wi-Fi, having Cat7 metal shielded ethernet cables, uh, putting cutoff or kill switches in each bedroom, making sure the magnetic field doesn't pass too close to the head in the wiring behind the walls on the bed, making sure that there's a good like double carbon block or reverse osmosis water setup and that the piping is set up in a good way, that the HVAC system is set up to be mold free and uh, general reduction of dirty electricity and high amounts of electromagnetic fields throughout, along with circadian friendly lighting, like lighting that doesn't flicker, reduction of dimmer switches and a use of a circadian friendly lighting like a OLED or fluorescent uh, or, or I'm sorry, non-fluorescent, incandescent or halogen based lighting. Like these are all the little things that when someone's setting up a facility or medical office or corporate wellness space or a home or whatnot, they just don't think about. So that's the first thing that I look at is what's the air like? What's the light like? What's the water like? What's the electricity look like? What's the overall environment? And does it optimize someone? Because it just doesn't make sense. Like if you're going to pay high end bucks for some concierge physician and you go to them and you're laying there getting examined, staring up at fluorescent lighting in a room that hasn't been tested for mold and there's 20 Wi-Fi signals and no dirty electricity filters in the room and you have no clue what their water filtration strategy is and yet you're getting treated for medical conditions that can often be be environmentally induced. So the first thing I look at is what's the actual space look like from an environmental standpoint, air, light, water, electricity, etc. How can we make this as primal and natural to the biological system as possible? And then I think the error that a lot of so-called biohacking facilities or upgraded wellness spaces make that I see repeatedly in the industry is they'll buy a bunch of cool 
just cool shit, right? Like HBOT and cryotherapy and red light therapy and a CVAC unit and, you know, maybe like a minimal effective dose single set to failure, you know, ARX machine or, or, uh, you know, or Normatec boots or, you know, just litter some office with like three quarter million dollar worth of biohacking equipment and then, you know, hire a nurse and have a bunch of IVs and peptides available. The problem is, uh, that the consumer doesn't know what the hell to do when they walk in there and they will purchase a visit. They don't know, well, you know, when do I do the cryotherapy? And at what point in this experience do I do the red light? And what kind of IV do I get today? And will the hyperbaric therapy that I'm doing after this mess up or help what I'm getting into my body from the IV? And so the secret sauce in terms of the companies that are doing it well is they're producing almost like a customized menu. So when you go to a facility like that, the first thing is you should undergo a battery of tests. Like I work with a lot of high-end clientele, VIPs and execs who want me to write out their whole nutrition plan, their fitness plan, what kind of biohacks they do, what supplements that they take, etc. I don't work with anybody until I've gotten a full genetic panel, stool screening, blood testing, micronutrient testing, urine testing, food allergy testing, and wearable devices like heart rate variability and sleep that allow me to use a very data-driven approach for someone. So the first thing that should be done in a lot of these facilities is an intake where there's extensive testing performed. Then you steer the IV protocol, the peptide protocol, the stem cell protocol, et cetera, to set it up in a way that's customized to that person. And you're also giving them the diet and exercise plan that they follow whether or not they're in the facility. And then the range of services, people shouldn't just be able to walk in there and say, hey, I'm gonna do cryo today. I'm gonna do red light today. They actually have a package that's set up for them where it literally is almost like a, like a SaaS service, a subscription-based service for biohacking. Yo, yo, you're paying this monthly fee or this weekly fee, or maybe you have a VIP package that upgrades you to extra IVs or peptides or access to certain machines that other non-VIP members don't get. And then someone actually knows when they walk in, what they do Monday, what they do Wednesday, what they do Friday, because the novelty of having access to all this equipment will wear off after a few months when someone has joined and then they're gone because they don't know what to do. It's like somebody joining a fancy gym and you know this, this is the secret sauce for gyms because they get a little bit less wear and tear on their equipment. They'll get members, but the members will eventually stop coming because they just don't know what to do when they walk in the gym. They don't have a plan. I don't agree with that ethically, that idea of just basically, you know, planned obsolescence of a customer because they don't know what to do. But if these biohacking facilities want repeated customers, repeated experience, good word of mouth and growth and the ability to be able to franchise or open up new facilities, you know, domestically or internationally, they need a set menu for each person and almost like a system that they plug you into based on your profile. And then you know exactly what to do when you're visiting, what time, who you're going to be working with when you're there, when your next test is coming up. And that's the type of slick approach that the people who are doing it right are doing. But I see these companies come and go now, like every few weeks. And the mistake most of them make is put a bunch of cool stuff in a room and you're going to make a bunch of money off of people paying to come into that facility, but they don't optimize the environment. Like I was talking about earlier, and they don't optimize the experience to be customized, personalized, and not create confusion for someone in terms of what they're supposed to use and when. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that's an incredible walkthrough. And by the way, I think that the future is in this like 
holistic outlook with you taking health first, right? Like you stepping in proactively, looking to solve things versus waiting for things to get bad. But what you talked about being so important on the medical facility front or on the med spa front or the wellness facility, I think it's just as important, and you'll probably agree with this, to have this on your home. Like when you were talking about all these things, like for our home, we have a water purifier for the whole home because, you know, your your skin is susceptible to whatever's in the shower water, right? And, and to washing your hands. And then we've got reverse osmosis in the sink. And then we've got non-fluorescence as every light bulb in the house. And we've got no Wi-Fi. And we've got that Cat7 to make sure we can hardwire anywhere and and really kind of paying attention to these little things because you're going to spend more time in your home than anywhere else. You're going to spend more time in your bedroom than anywhere else. And so, you know, I don't know if you do this for your home. I have to imagine you do. But for us, like this is such an important part of our life. And look, it can be a good business model, too, because I know a lot of your your listeners are probably involved in businesses or they're investing in in health, uh, whether their own health or these type of facilities that you're talking about. And look, in my home, I have a cold tub. I've got an infrared sauna. I have a big PMF unit. I have a sound healing table. I have hyperbaric oxygen. I have a bunch of different light sound machines for meditation and for brain optimization. My bedroom and or my, my bed specifically is enclosed in a Faraday cage. I have one of those ARX machines. I have a Vasper machine. I could never leave my home and I've got access right here in my personal environment to like the best biohacking facility imaginable. And a lot of people who might hear that may think that, well, if, if all whatever, you know, wealthy entrepreneurs or driven individuals who want to optimize their bodies and brains are doing the same, these biohacking facilities aren't even going to be necessary. But look, first, people still like to get out. People still travel. I hit up these facilities all the time when I travel because I'm not at home and a lot of other entrepreneurs do the same. And then in addition to that, there's actually a pretty good affiliate play here for a lot of facilities, because if you have a partnership relationship with for your biohacking facility, the same folks who do your sauna in your facility, your cryotherapy unit, your hyperbaric unit, your red light table or red light panel, so on and so forth, then what's going to happen is you can do referral sales for the people who visit who want a similar setup at home. And then you've still got some things that they'll be visiting for their membership that they aren't able to do in their own home, or at least most people aren't able to do, which would be like the IVs, the peptides, the facial stem cell treatments, things like that. And so I think that people should have access and be educated by these kind of facilities on how to put a lot of this stuff in their own home. Back to our discussion about electroshock therapy, right? Like I'm gonna be more likely to do it if I don't have to get in my car and drive for a half hour, but they can arrange that all through affiliate plays. And I mean, if they really wanna set it up, they can, I mean, and I've done this before with companies is you just basically get a lifetime cookie where, you know, once you refer that customer, any upgrades, any equipment replacements, anything they do in the future is tracked back to you. So I don't really think there's gonna be a put yourself out of business problem for any biohacking facilities who also to engage in customer empowerment so people are able to set this same kind of stuff up in their homes and honestly most of my clients have access to a ton of these tools in their homes yet they still go out and visit their concierge doc for the injections for the peptides for use of equipment they might not have and then also to work with a trainer or someone who can actually push them during a workout because a lot of people like that component as well as the community aspect of sitting in the infrared sauna with four of your mates rather than you know at home by yourself lonely huddled up you know reading wired magazine while sweating profusely or whatever 
<laughs> totally. And and by the way, this is a, just a fun exercise that you can do for like quality time. So it's funny that you're talking about this because yesterday we went into Alive and Well here in Austin and we booked, my wife and I booked like our date day session where we're going to do, you know, massage, facial, ozone, red light therapy, IV, peptides, the whole nine yards, like a full day of services. And so it's it's a great way to like get quality time together while doing like healthy activities for your body. And I, I hope those of you watching and those of you listening that you consider this as just a fun activity that you can do. Yeah, it's like couples massage on steroids. Or when people reach out to me, like business, business context to have a coffee, I turn it down 99% of the time. I don't want to sit and have a coffee. I tell them, hey, I'll play Frisbee golf. I'll play pickleball. Let's go on a walk in the sunshine. Or, and this is especially when I'm traveling, because there's all sorts of cool facilities in nearly every major city, you know, Austin or, or LA or New York or whatever, to these spas where they've got typically at least a really good infrared sauna or sauna experience and a cold pool. And I'll have like an hour-long business meeting where we're doing like 15 minutes in the sauna, two minutes in the cold pool, back and forth three or four times. And it's a, it's a great way to set up business meetings as well. And you feel great afterwards. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I do a lot of walking meetings. I, I, I think that's fantastic. Walking and biking are kind of two of the things that I do. And then just like sweating in the infrared sauna. You know, I just think it's wonderful to get some quality time doing some healthy activities. Now, something I've recently done, and I'm sure that you're all over this, but I worked with this company called Fountain Life that Peter Diamandis recommended. I had a chance to spend some time with him. And so I ended up doing like the full body executive, you know, scan where it's like full body MRI and CAT scan and, you know, arteries and, you know, the whole nine yards, your metals testing and all your blood work, all your markers. I mean, the, it was like a whole day experience. Uh, I'm sure you've done this before. I'm curious if this is something that you think is important to do as maybe like a one-time thing, an every year thing, a certain age thing, just to get ahead and kind of work in this world of preventative as opposed to reactionary medicine. Yeah, a, a lot to unpack there. I, I have gone through the Fountain Life experience and similar experiences with several other organizations that offer this concierge wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, come in for one or two days and do every battery of tests imaginable, including blood and biomarker evaluations. Then you get a report and either a telemedicine consult or a sit down with a doc afterwards. And you're usually paying a membership fee to do repeated visits and follow-ups throughout the year. I like it. It's, it's, a, it's a great business model for people with deep pockets who want it all kind of done for you in, in one fell swoop. There are a lot of panels that you'll get in an experience like that, that arguably you can do in the comfort of your own home for a fraction of the price, you know, like Inside Tracker, Wellness FX, uh, Genova Diagnostics, most of the blood and biomarker testing, even a lot of the genome analysis. If you wanted to save a little bit of money, you, you could do a lot of that stuff yourself. And even a lot of these testing companies, you know, they come with PDFs and reports that get emailed to you that walk you through most of the data. And so that is, in my opinion, the less impressive piece of what they do. I think a few of the really great tools that you will get access to that I wish more people would consider, one would be something like the full body MRI to get that peace of mind, for example, on a yearly basis, that you're catching things like, uh, you know, tumors before they present or areas of inflammation, etc. cetera. Uh, arguably, nowadays with liquid cancer biopsies and pre-screenings, you can catch that stuff before it'll even show up on a full body MRI. And there are companies now that are developing liquid cancer biopsies and 
preventive tools that even without a full body diagnostic imaging, you can get access to in the comfort of your own home, you know, like uh, Prevencho for predicting your plaque accumulation and cardiac abnormalities. Or there's a company called Onatara Medicine in the Bay Area that's doing a lot of these liquid cancer biopsies and catching things before they'd even show up on a full body MRI. But I do think the full body MRI is a pretty cool tool to get a full body imaging of what's going on. Same thing with the DEXA scan for bone density and lean muscle and fat deposition. But here's what I think is the coolest thing that you're going to find at Fountain Life and just a few other facilities around the US. And that would be the clearly heart scan. So the reason this is important is that uh, or you'll, you'll hear about a lot of so-called healthy people, Uber athletes, you know, the, the CEO who runs every day and does a triathlon once a month and plays tennis or golf every night or whatever, dropping dead of an unexpected heart attack, you know, a, a widow maker, so to speak, in many cases, which is typically the disruption of plaque on an arterial uh, vascular wall. And the odd thing is they will have had great cholesterol scores, low triglycerides, high HDL, moderate levels of LDL cholesterol, and no presentation on a lipid panel of any issues. And they might have even done something like a ultrasound echocardiogram or, or a stress EKG or some of these other diagnostic workups of the heart. And what's scary is that you can get significant plaque accumulation that often, if you've been engaged in excessive exercise for some time, can be much higher than what you'd think. Because in a lot of the triathletes, marathoners, hard charging people who are simultaneously also under mental or uh, psychological stress, you'll see plaque accumulation that you could not predict without something like that AI diagnostic imaging called the Clearly Scan, which does involve the injection of a little bit of a radioactive substance. So you don't want to do it too frequently. But basically, what you'll find in terms of your heart and your true risk for the potential for plaque accumulation is profoundly beneficial. And I think we could potentially predictively stop a lot of unexpected heart attacks in their track, get someone on something like, uh, you know, an example of a medication, be like a low-dose statin. I, in low doses and, and when used wisely, I don't have anything against statins or nature's version of a statin like red yeast rice extract or something like uh, there's even a new drug that's just twice a year injection of what's called a PCSK9 inhibitor. And you can literally melt away this plaque using strategies like that. And I think there's a lot of people who are on the cusp of a cardiovascular event who don't know it. And if you can't get in to do one of these tests, you could at least go to a website like uh, Prevencio or have your doctor do it and order one of these blood tests that give you a decent idea of whether or not a scan like that would be a good idea or what your risk is based on four or five different proteins that a blood test for, I think, 175, 200 bucks or something like that will actually test. But back to the, the, the big picture overview of your question. Yeah, I think these facilities that just do it all in that one weekend for people who want full VIP executive management and imaging of every single thing and for all the data to live in one place, especially for people who just don't have the time to do it. The only trade-off is, of course, the dent in your pocketbook from paying for it all to be done at once versus going off and doing like one-off tests based on what you need. But ultimately, I do like what Fountain Life is doing. And, you know, there's not a lot of companies like them. Next Health is similar. You know, Live and Well, Michael's company, I don't think they do a whole lot of the diagnostic imaging. Uh, and then there's a few like independent doctor's clinics that do some of this stuff. But I think Fountain Life is doing a really good job.
Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And I just think this is the wave of the future where you're getting ahead of the problem and, and recognizing it before it is actually a problem or, you know, while it's really small, very minor. So one of the big things that we're seeing right now, Ben, is this, I guess, craze when it comes to like peptides and, and how many we should be doing. And we just did this really cool lifestyle investor event at East West Health with Reagan Archibald. And, and we did all kinds of cool regenerative therapies and dug into these new modalities and, and did some stem cell and did some red light therapy and ozone and just the whole nine yards. And so uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts and your feelings on peptides and how you use them. Like, what do you think are the no-brainer ones? And what are the ones that maybe we need a little more research on? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a reason the FDA is heavily regulating the peptide industry right now, because these peptides, which are very small amino acid chains, can be targeted with somewhat laser-like precision for a variety of effects, such as in Russia, they've done research on decreased risk of all-cause mortality in humans, which basically translate to decreased death of anything from two separate 10-day doses of what are called peptide bioregulators, which are like peptides, but even shorter when taken orally or injected for two different 10-day stints during the year. And each of these bioregulators will travel to the organ that they're intended to help to heal or support, the thymus gland, the thyroid, the liver, the testicles, the spleen, the kidney, the pancreas, etc. Uh, other peptides have been shown to be massively beneficial for let's say, for example, eradication of parasites with something like the peptide LL37. They all sound like Star Wars R2-D2 robots or something, but the names you don't have to know, but your, your doctor, if you have a peptide doctor, can help you out with this stuff. I got a lot of podcasts about peptides as well. BPC-157 for inflammation, TB-500 for healing ligaments and injuries, like five times faster than they normally heal when injected near a site of injury, or sometimes when even injected systemically, like around the abdominal tissue. Peptides for things like jet lag, like I just got back from Italy a few days ago, I've been doing an injectable and intranasal peptide called C-Lank, another one called C-Max, which is fantastic for restoration of brain function and support of mitochondrial activity in the brain. Even these new fat loss drugs that completely shut down appetite that have been getting a bad rap because they also seem to cause a little bit of lean muscle loss. But if you eat enough protein and lift weights while you take them, that's a non-issue. However, a lot of these, uh, these newer weight loss peptides, uh, glucagon agonists, for example, or antagonists, they can actually be extremely beneficial. I think there's one called a Ratua Pro or something like that. That's a new one that targets three different pathways of appetite and weight management. And the studies on that are blowing away any other fat loss drug that's ever been studied. There are peptides that when taken in the morning and the evening can rapidly accelerate fat loss and lean muscle gain, such as taking a peptide called ipamorelin CJC1295 in the morning, followed by one called tesamorelin in the evening. And uh, that's also a stack that a lot of athletes, weightlifters, and longevity enthusiasts like to use. Others seem to support the mitochondria very, very well. Uh, there are there are a bunch of different mitochondrial-based peptide stacks and companies like uh, one I've been impressed with lately is called Limitless Longevity. They literally have a bunch of them mixed together in one vial that you draw back into a needle and inject like five days on and two days off. There's one other, I'll, I'll give you one other example. Uh, it's called 5-Amino-1-MQ. It's an oral peptide and you take a capsule before you go work out and you literally feel 
I, I would estimate a good 15 to 20% increase in strength and power while you're working out with zero of the like jittery pre-exercise drink-esque type of side effects. So yeah, there's some peptides as you alluded to that have yet to be studied long-term in human clinical trials. But the long story short is that these are just amino acid chains. They, you know, Insulin is a perfect example of one that diabetics have been using for a really long time. And they're relatively safe very effective. And again, my only beef with peptides is you need to be careful of the purity and the sourcing. And the only dent is again, going to be in your pocketbook. And if you don't like needles, perhaps a limited number of peptides that you can use efficaciously. But yeah, dude, I think a well set up peptide protocol that uses the right type of cycles and dosing is a, a huge secret weapon for any hard charging person, athlete, CEO, exec, anybody who wants to function and get an extra edge that goes way beyond just like, you know, taking fish oil and vitamin D. Oh, love it. I mean, what a great dive into peptides and the value that they bring. And so, you know, th these are interesting because we're at a, a day and age where, I mean, pharma's kind of controlled most of the substances, most of the, the, the medicines that are out there, you know, your, your FDA and, and all that. But what ends up happening with these peptides is they're just basic amino acid chains, right? So some of these have been around forever. You've just never heard of it because the pharma companies can't actually patent anything because it's already forming naturally in your body. So it is fascinating taking a look at that and seeing what's happening and, and seeing the difference that it makes. And earlier, you had talked about tracking and the importance of, you know, having biomarkers and, and knowing the numbers, having data-driven, like a data-driven approach to health and wellness. And so, you know, I love my Aura Ring. I'm an early investor. Got in when they were about 100 million. Now they're worth over a billion, maybe 1.2 billion. I sold after three years, but yeah. Oh, did you? That's <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, you made some money. Nice job. <laughs> Did you get out on a secondary? Yeah, yeah, I didn't make that yeah. much. I think I, I think I walked away with like maybe twenty thousand bucks or something. But uh, they're they're a fantastic company. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's totally changed my game from the standpoint of last meal that I eat, not drinking alcohol in the evening, actually just lowering alcohol consumption in general, even tracking. You said that you're doing you're consistently walking twenty thousand steps. I it's so funny hearing you say that because I'm feeling so good here at fifteen thousand steps. You say that I'm like gosh, why am I limiting what I'm doing? Like I should just up the ante. So I appreciate the inspiration that I got today where it's like, well, why not just go for 20 steps a day? Yeah, I am a huge fan of the tracking component. I think that if you have a good wearable, like a Whoop or an Aura, for example, and you're tracking sleep readiness and activity and body temp on the regular, that's a great step. I would throw into that, that if you're able to track HRV as well, it's one of the best measurements of nerves of nervous system repair and recovery and readiness and the aura or the whoop or most of these other wearables will also do that. I would consider, and I'm very careful about my selection, as you probably guess, of wearables that don't act like a giant radiating computer on your wrist. So, you know, things like the Apple Watch, I'd have that in airplane mode whenever you can. My Aura Ring's always in airplane mode. You know, I, there's certain mattress companies and things like that that I just don't use in the bedroom because they do produce a lot of dirty EMF and Wi-Fi. And so my metric whenever I'm trying or testing a new wearable or appliance or body improvement device or anything like that is how much radio frequency and electromagnetic fields am I getting exposed to? And can I turn the Wi-Fi off of this, say, I don't know, air purifier or mattress topper or whatever. So I'm careful about that. But then, yeah, from a data standpoint, I mean, like I mentioned, 
all of my clients, when they come in, they do a full blood test. They do a stool test for yeast, parasites, fungus, and gastric inflammation. They do a salivary full genome workup. They do a 24-hour urine test for every single hormone, testosterone, estrogen, cortisol, melatonin, everything. They do a full food allergy analysis, a full mold analysis, a micronutrient analysis for all the things the basic blood test won't catch, like amino acids, fatty acids, etc. And then I just keep a folder on file with all that information. I set up their nutrition and their supplement plan accordingly. They fill out a massive questionnaire about their exercise, body fat, you know, what kind of equipment they have access to. And then what I do is every Saturday, I write out their exercise program, keep track of their nutrition, keep track of their HRV, keep track of their sleep. And that allows me to just manage all of this in the cloud. And that's exactly what I do for myself. Oh, that's awesome. So talk a little bit more about uh, your programs and working with you because you're a wealth of knowledge here. And I feel like the more people can know and, and learn here in this space, the better they're going to be. And, and I'm just my goal is to help people buy their time back. And part of buying their time back is so that they can actually live longer doing things that are, you know, they fill them up more, that brings them more passion. And, and I think that when you're on the health trajectory, that is, is a positive one. Not only are you elongating life, but you're creating a vibrancy to those years. So I'd love to learn more about you and how people can find you. Yeah, I, I started coaching tennis when I was 14 and have pretty much been coaching people in some capacity ever since. I got a college degree in physiology and biomechanics with an emphasis in human nutrition and took that to the master's level and did personal training and nutrition coaching all through college. After college, I partnered up with a physician and we opened up a series of training studios, gyms and medical facilities across eastern Washington and northern Idaho, where we worked with a lot of physicians in the local community and created these high end concierge programs for a lot of local executives that did a lot of the blood testing. This is early on in the day, back before you know a lot of it was available, which is good because I was partnered up with a doctor who could take a lot of these tests for me. And uh, so we did high-speed video camera analysis and calorimetry analysis and all sorts of tests on the treadmill and the bike and very, very high-end personal training. In 2008, I was voted as America's top personal trainer based on a lot of these kind of forward-thinking initiatives. And that thrust me into the limelight of doing a lot more speaking and consulting and advising for other trainers and gyms and medical facilities, et cetera. So I made the decision to, because that was about the time my sons, who are 15 years old now, twins, were born, that I wanted to move into the house, homeschool, be a fully present father, help out my wife on the home front, and do more work from home. So I took everything that I was doing at that point and took it online, set up a system for online coaching, online consulting, keeping track of all my clients via phone calls and text messages and emails, and have enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, I've been doing that now for 15 years. Wow. And of course, technology has helped that out a ton. Now I've got a lot better way to seamlessly track people and, and keep track of everything in one place and deliver things like nutrition plans and exercise plans and very slick calendars and have a lot of seamless communication kind of 24 seven with all my clients. And then I've trained up a team of coaches and basically certified them to use a lot of my methods, my biohacking tools, how to read the type of tests that I order, how to set up programs for their clients. So now uh, I think we've got about a little over 30 coaches that work in the program. And then I work with an average of about 12 people on a monthly basis and then do, you know, one-off phone calls with folks just about every day for consultations. And so, uh, 
people can find that at bengreenfieldcoaching.com. And then I spend the rest of my time speaking, uh, which is all at bengreenfieldspeaking.com and then producing content, articles, books, podcasts, etc. And that's all at bengreenfieldlife.com. Uh, my last book was a 700 page tome on parenting in which I interviewed some of the most successful entrepreneurs on the face of the planet who have really thriving, healthy children and families and just delved into all their parenting wisdom and tips and tools and tactics. And I put that all together in a book. And I believe that we even set things up uh, so that if anybody wants to see the way that I've unschooled my children and the way that we've built up our legacy, the way we've structured our family trust, built a family bank, uh, engage in, you know, generational passing on of wealth, et cetera, that's all at uh, boundlessparentingbook.com slash free chapter. If people want a free chapter of that book, they can check it out and kind of get a flavor of the type of way that we raise our kids and try to teach the next generation a lot of these same concepts. That's incredible. I, you know, I think for a lot of people, you know, they focus on figuring it out for themselves and it takes a while to, for a lot of people to do that. But we also need to be cognizant of the fact that we need to be helping our children figure it out. And the better we can be a role model by actually living and modeling that life, the easier it is for them to step into it in their own lives. And so I love seeing what you're doing on the health side, on the wealth side, on the legacy side. I mean, you're just really a walking billboard for, you know, how to live life with just a vibrant passion and, you know, full health and and playing all out. And so I want to thank you for taking the time to be here today. And I'm, I'm curious if there's any last thing you want to share with our audience before we wrap. Sure. I'll leave you with this. When I was writing that book, I was out to dinner with uh, Chad Johnson, one of the parents featured in the book, the father of 11 children, Ironman triathlete, very successful entrepreneur and very present father and very impressive man of God, very self-fulfilled, self-actualized and a, a very ethical and morally upright man, wonderful husband and father. And he told me, Ben, your business will eat you alive. It will always be there. Always. It will call you coming back for more, more emails, more building a hundred million dollars to a billion dollars to $5 billion. Doesn't matter. Like that road never ends. Your business will eat you alive. So you set up your life with these five priorities. Number one, God and your spiritual walk and your spiritual care. Put on that oxygen mask first. Two, spouse. If you and your spouse aren't connected and intertwined and in a very powerful, intimate relationship, then your kids are going to know that. You got to have your spouse on board as well. Number three, your kids. So we got God, spouse, kids. Number four. And so this means before you're working out and doing all your other stuff, you make sure your, your connection to God, your connection to your wife, and your connection to your kids is taken care of. Then comes your health. And then finally comes your business. And that's the way I prioritize my own life. I think it's powerful. God, spouse, children. If you don't have spouse and children, then just consider that to be community and relationships. And then your health, then your business. You put things in that priority order and everything seems to fall into place pretty well after that. So that's, that's what I'd leave you with. Ben, I love that. And what a great concept to leave with. And it's funny that you say this because I literally have modeled this out in my own life. And I have written down those five exact things in that exact order. And I'm wondering now where I learned this from, or if there's some crossover with your friend Chad, who, you know, talked about this, because this was taught to me by someone that you really need to put your priorities and values in order. And so that was the order that I felt like I needed to live my life. So thank you for sharing that. That is amazing. That's awesome. And you know, as you know, everything on the internet is plagiarized, but it doesn't matter if it helps you out. 
that's fantastic. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, well, cool, man. I love wrapping every episode, asking my audience one simple question. We've just gotten a ton of wisdom from Ben, but my question to my audience is this, and ask yourself this question. What's one step that you can take today towards financial freedom? And in this case, it might be towards personal freedom, health freedom, but really living a life that you truly desire that's on your terms, no one else's terms. So not a life by default, but a life by design. And when you figure out one thing that you can do, email us, let us know what it is that you're doing so we can help support you. Thanks for tuning in and we'll check you next week. And Ben, thank you for being here. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who would benefit from this episode, would you mind sharing it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all resources mentioned, visit www.lifestyleinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor. This podcast is being made available exclusively to financially sophisticated, high net worth individuals capable of evaluating the merits and risks of investments. The material presented in this podcast is not intended to be investment advice or to recommend the purchase or sale of any security, nor is it intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice. You should consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor in connection with any material discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative nor a guarantee of future results. Certain materials discussed on this podcast may have been prepared by third parties, which have been obtained from sources that we believe to be accurate and current. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy, completeness, or currency of such materials.